0: even know how i came out. oh do you know i was listening to another podcast that talked about michael bolton and that's uh-huh. why i started digging into him but he is just he is the man who became a meme <laughs> like a living breathing meme <laughs>
1: how, how did this happen to him he's because he he really is like he's become i mean i thought he was a serious rock pop kind of guy yeah you know i i never listened to him i don't really know much michael bolton but I thought he was just a legit dude, like another Bon Jovi or something. Yeah. And then oh. all of a sudden I see him on, uh, on Lonely Everything. Island. Yeah. And then he does his Netflix thing, whatever that was.
0: <laughs> the sexy Valentine's <laughs> yeah. Day. Uh, the big sexy yeah. Valentine's Day special. That's the one. Yeah. And then he's been in a few commercials for Honda. Okay. Like just winter. it's <laughs> and He's singing like a Christmas song, but it's totally. <laughs> like he's very, very self-aware, which is sure. interesting, right? Yeah, that's great. Yeah, but he uh so he actually got his first deal with a with a record label at 16. Holy cow. As a songwriter and he dropped out of school to become a professional songwriter. Oh
1: uh, no way, not a performer, just to write songs for songs. other people.
0: Yeah, and that's actually Wow. Yeah. So he um like if we just looked at his resume, I mean, he's celebrity net worth says he's worth 60 million dollars. He's had nine number one singles. He's won a Grammy award twice, both times for best male pop vocal performance for how am I supposed to live without you? And when a man loves a woman. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. And he, like he sings at the Vatican and blah, blah, blah. And he's got a special and, you know, but it wasn't always that easy. Like I think in his mid twenties, he's still living paycheck to paycheck and he's married and he's got three young kids and, Like it was, he had a rough ride at first. Sure. So he started out, he was a songwriter for the record. I can't remember what label it was, but he was also trying to do his own. uh, He was started out as a rock singer. Okay. That's where he had his long hair. That's why he had long hair for a while. Sure. He was was in this rock band and they're called Blackjack and they opened for Ozzy Osbourne. Okay. Like you can't find any of this stuff on itunes or spotify you can find it on youtube but it's just all obscure it's not even like it sounds like ccr like credence clearwater revival okay you know that kind of 70s folk sure. bluegrass kind of rock yeah just worse
1: <laughs> it just wasn't good
0: <laughs> like c ccr crappy credence clearwater revival. <laughs> Right. <laughs> but to to keep the cash flow going he'd write songs for other people okay so he actually wrote like how am i supposed to live without you and he wrote it and some other woman performed it and uh it did okay but then when he did it like 10 years later it was a number one single what and he won a grammy for it right okay and so what would happen so he's working for this label i saw him tell the story in an interview he's working for the label and the president of the label calls him into his office and, and his solo work hasn't been doing very good. Like his rock and roll stuff hasn't been doing very good. And Blackjack sure. hasn't been doing very good. So he's thinking he's going to get fired. The president brings him in, sits him down, says, you know, you've been writing these other like R&B and soul songs for other people. And you've been recording the demos. And all the women in the office make copies of your demo and share them and take them home. Wow. So we're going to change direction for you. Like you're going to become an R and B soul singer. You're not doing rock and roll anymore. He's like, that's it. That's what women want to listen. Women want to listen to your voice and they want to listen to you sing these ballads. So you're not doing rock and roll anymore. You're doing ballads. And he's just like, okay. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Holy cow. That was it. What a meeting.
0: Yeah. Like you think you're going to get fired and then your boss just says, you know what? You're pretty good. You're just working in the wrong department. Yeah. Right. Right. Like you don't need to be doing sales anymore. What we really need you to do is operate the grinder.
1: So (laughs) is he like, do you know, was he happy about this? Like, so this, I mean, this sounds a little bit, um, I shouldn't say that. It doesn't sound like John Mayer. But but like, was he, is he the kind of guy, I guess he's not the kind of guy that just wanted to be a rock and roll, like a rock star. I, th-
0: I think it, like it's similar to John Mayer because John Mayer knows how to write radio hits, right? Like his, yeah. his true passion is rock and blues, but he knows how to make money because I think so.
1: And that was Mayer's whole thing, right? He's yeah. like, I'm going to make a couple albums that sell and make me a ton of money so that I can do,
0: do the stuff I wanna that I want to do. Wanna do. And so I think like Michael, which Bolton... is
1: how arrogant and what, what kind of freaking guy is this? And he's like, I don't want to make popular music, but I can, so I'll just do it for the money so that I can stop doing it and just have fun. What is that all about? When well, so I... many people are just, would just die or just begging or just putting all the energy they have into trying to make it, you know, even to make like a respectable living doing that, playing that kind of music and nobody cares. And then mayor, like as an afterthought, it's like, I guess I'll just make this music. Cause people will pay me for it. Whatever. Okay.
0: I think, I think that that's actually similar to Michael Bolton. And I, and I think that ties into the reason why Michael Bolton is so self-aware and willing to make fun of himself <clears throat> is that uh, sure. these, these guys are professional musicians. They're not artists. They're professional yeah. musicians.
1: They just know the formula. somehow. They know
0: their job is to write songs.
1: They're freaking Swedish guys in in America.
0: It's similar, right? And I, I think they're just like guys who went to school to learn any other profession and to do that profession. Yeah. And I think that's why, well, like think about your band. And if I think about my band, my band wasn't about making records in, making money it was about it was like expression this was i was an artist and this was how i was expressing myself sure to the world and i think i didn't read a book on composing and writing songs no but i know there's books out there and there's probably now there's probably a million youtube videos that'll be like here's how to write a simple melody
1: yeah for sure here's some theory on how to make a catchy hook
0: yeah here's how and and you can just learn how to do that but it's like, it's like, but I they're don't, good. I like, don't, I don't just want to, I don't just want to do whatever off the shelf kind of bull crap. I need to make my own thing and carve my own way and blah, blah, blah. And yeah, yeah, And I think that's where you might get some bands where they're like hot, hot for an album. Right. And then they disappear is because, you know, there's this synchronization of here's, my passion and my passion also sounds good to other people this one time. And now I'm going to keep doing my passion, but I'm not going to think about being marketable. And now nobody wants to listen to me.
1: Yeah, that's right. That's probably true. I wonder, it would be really interesting to sit down and figure out which successful bands have played it like a, more like a business. And they've, and, and I mean, I think most of the successful bands have, but I mean, the ones that have written their music, to sell records versus the ones that have written it purely as artistic expression.
0: Well, I think like if you like system of a down, they're all diva artists. Yeah, that's true. Right. Rage against the machine. All divas. Is Tom Morello a diva? Cause that 100th, guy, that I mean, that guy is more diva <sighs> than any, like he makes Whitney Houston. just <laughs> Look like a schoolgirl, like he is <laughs> diva upon diva. Like he's but, so high on his social studies degree from Harvard, no, and she's so freaking like. But he oh is. Oh my gosh! I
1: mean, I will say I know I've listened to some interviews of Morello's and yeah. he he says he used to practice like he was practicing like eight or ten hours a day. Yeah, like so there was a lot of theory and craft involved
0: and In hard. But I think like I don't. He's not. He's not. Looking at becoming marketable and selling a product like he's working a long time on his art, right? yeah, okay,
1: fair He's because he, i yeah, okay, that's I, I got you, I got you it, He didn't necessarily study how to sell records, how to write music that will sell records. He was yeah. more just kind of being proficient at guitar
0: I want to be a really good guitarist because guitar is how I express myself and my yeah, displeasure displeasure with the capitalist system that is making me rich. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Oh, it's it's such fair. a, such a
1: juxtaposition, such a contradiction. It's great.
0: No. Yeah. That's got to be a future episode is like Tom Morello rage against the machine, animal farm and the communist revolution. <laughs> Cause it is the same story for all of, we got to overthrow the working man so we can get rich or whatever. <laughs> the working man needs to rise up so we can get rich.
1: Yeah. <laughs> screw this system that's making <laughs> this us awesome.
0: Well, yeah. Like it yeah. It, yeah. The future <laughs> episode be good. Indeed. Yeah.
1: Okay, so we've got Bolton as a John Mayer. He just happens to be good. Okay, cuz if he got signed at 16 to write for other people, I have a feeling he just has an innate talent.
0: He definitely yeah, he knows I think he like hooks kind of come to him now. so Yeah. And he's kind of a savant right have you like,
1: have you heard Elton John make up songs on the fly no this would be another great episode I just watched a little clip of him yeah he he's he's doing a, like a live show for a small crowd like a small intimate audience and he he uh between songs he comes and chats with them right and he's like okay so you know sometimes I, I just like do songs for people they do not have anything you want me to like turn into a song and this guy in the crowd says I do uh yeah I've got a thing here for you it's the manual for my microwave. Yeah. And uh and it's, it's like it's hilarious. He gives him the user's manual for his brand new microwave or his oven or whatever. Yeah. And Elton John just like laughs. He's like, he's this is stupid. And he sits down and plays this like kick ass song. Yeah. With just the lyrics and he makes it all rhyme. It's it's so stupid. <laughs> and it's it's like good. But it I just mean he's out his
0: butt like he's been doing that probably longer than our parents have been alive right yeah
1: yeah it's true like he's definitely skilled yeah he he has he has um nurtured that skill and become a master at his craft yeah but uh but i think there's got to be talent in there as well say with mayor anybody who can do it anybody who can well i shouldn't necessarily say that but i got to imagine there's some anyways there's some talent and there's some skill for sure this guy, Michael Bolton, is very, very good at writing music.
0: Well, that hook for the Jack Sparrow song. Yeah. It's the same as that Alone song by Heart. Like, how do I get you alone? It's the exact same hook. Okay. And he's actually he actually had a plagiarism lawsuit. Oh. And he lost. And uh, I know I'm jumping ahead here a little bit, but to lose... Uh, a plagiarism or copyright infringement lawsuit for for music is impossible, I think. It's really, really hard to lose one of those. So that'll tell you the extent that he ripped off this song from the Eiley Brothers.
1: How long ago was this?
0: This was in... Well, I think he did... The song was called Love is a Wonderful Thing, and the song by the Eiley Brothers was also called Love is a Wonderful Thing. Okay. And I think he recorded it in the late 80s, early 90s, but the lawsuit was only settled I think in the early 2000s oh interesting but I think music copyright lawsuits like never ever no one ever wins those because it's like how can you copyright a chord progression how can you copyright a scale it's really you and then you also have like there's only so many chord progressions you can use there's only so many different combinations of notes you can use a certain amount of repetition is almost expected like you can't you can't patent a musical you can't patent notes right yeah like they they exist in nature right it'd be like trying to yeah. copyright grass
1: or like the um, term you're fired no one would ever yeah. try to copyright that <laughs> <laughs> it Nobody, would just be stupid
0: but to try and do that and what did who did oh, was it donald, one of the kardashians i know donald, donald trump did that uh, one but like one of the kardashians was trying to copyright something else in the news yeah no i'm sure I don't know what it was, but And was like suing a small charity or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. Where were we? We're talking about Eiley Brothers and Michael Bolton. Yeah, yeah, his lawsuit. His lawsuit. So just to lose one. Like he must have really, really, really ripped off the song, yeah, it's not just like it kind of sounds similar, like it has to be
1: well, okay, you say very that very similar, I don't know the history of musical lawsuits, but I know two um the the that they're more recent, the robin thick, blurred lines, whatever Marvin gay Charles, yeah. Manson, yeah,, yeah, whoever that was, and <laughs> uh. That uh, that one, I listened to both songs, and I was like, well, this is obviously a load of crap. Right. Like, there's no way he should have lost that. Right. And then I listened to the, uh, the Katy Perry one, and that one was complete crap. And there's a great video. This guy breaks it down. Right. And uh, holy cow, man. Like, that one was obviously messed up, too. So something weird's going on. Yeah. More recently. But if those are the I only just... two that I know of...
0: I just do like every time I'd heard because I think people have tried suing, like Led Zeppelin got sued a lot because they did rip off a lot of uh, blues bands. Sure. And and maybe it just has to do with who who can afford the more expensive lawyer. But yeah, I mean, like Michael Bolton lost this one. I think it's just what it would come down to with lots of these lawsuits was it's just how do you copyright the pentatonic scale?
1: Yeah, it's true, man. It's like how do yeah you've got to. Yeah, I don't know. There's so much, there's a finite number of notes and progressions and you can do a lot with them, but for how long we've been playing music, things are going to overlap. It's just going to happen. Things are
0: going to repeat. And I almost want to
1: say that we should treat it like capitalist a little bit and let the money decide, you know?
0: Let the market decide, yeah.
1: Yeah, if people like a song, as long as it's not blatant, you know, if you're covering a song, if you're stealing someone else's lyrics and music, you got to pay them.
0: Yeah, for sure. But if it's a
1: different song, if the lyrics are different, the music is different enough, and people are still buying it, then, I don't know, whatever, why not?
0: Yeah. I think maybe one thing you have to prove is that, like, it truly is an original creation and not just derivative of some kind of folk music. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Especially, I would imagine that more so with blues and rock, where it's just like, okay, how can you say that, his 12 bar blues was ripping off your 12 bar blues, but not ripping off someone else's 12 bar blues.
1: Yeah. That's, that stuff's been used because so much. It's like...
0: All derivative of of itself. Right. So yeah. How do you say like, this is different from this, right?
1: Indeed. So. For sure.
0: Yeah. Well, the Katy
1: Perry one is, is a stupid, I wish I could put the audio in here. It's the stupid, like the notes in the back of that dark horse song.
0: Deet, okay. Deet.
1: Like it's just this right. repeating, that's it, and that's what he sued her over. Right, it's like it's just so dumb. I can't, I can't believe that that this dude freaking won that one. It blows my mind.
0: Well, I was like, I was reading about sampling, and mm-hmm. it doesn't because there's some urban myths that go, oh, excuse me, there's some urban ri- myths about sampling mm-hmm. where it's like if you only use ten seconds or less, like it's free. Yeah but there's no that's all made up like there's no sure if you only talk for if you only use 1 second but if it is if you sample even a second they can come after you for that
1: for sure yeah that makes sense yeah. but th- yeah. yeah no this is not it's not a sampled it's just it's similar but it's not the same riff it's not it's not the same right it's just different. It's just the same. It's like a guy... It's like you said. It's like suing somebody because they use 12-hour blues. Or like in a hip-hop song, it's like suing someone because they had those hi-hats in the back. like, You know? Like that are in the back of every hip-hop song. You can't sue someone for that. Everyone does it. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's just... It's messed up. Anyway. We're getting long on this. So, Mr. Bolton gets sued. He loses. Go on. He
0: Well, he lost that. But that was just more of an aside. But... Like as, uh, in terms of how does he start becoming this pop culture reference and like kind of this joke? Sure. So I, I would trace it back to office space. That would be the first time somebody just (laughs) uses him as a joke, right? Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And then have you seen like funny or die refilmed all those scenes with the actual Michael Bolton filling in for the character? Oh, no way. Crap. yeah and then they just like they just spliced it with all the original scenes of the movie okay sure but it's just refilmed with michael bolton being like that no talent loser <laughs> why don't you go by mike why should i change he's the one who sucks <laughs> and i think like i remember watching that because my mom loves michael bolton okay you listen to michael bolton all the time and like sure. it's just nauseating right sure and then to watch this movie that said everything that i felt about this guy <laughs> And I couldn't have been the only, you know, person between 10 and 20 years old who was just like, yeah, he's right. Michael Bolton sucks. Yeah, right. Because my mom listens to him in the car all the damn time. And, like, every time she's cleaning the house, my mom's listening to freaking Michael Bolton. I can't, like, I hate this guy, right? So I would say that's the first time he starts becoming, like, this joke, right? Okay. Yeah. And then, like, he's sang a song for Hercules, I Can Go the Distance. Oh, he did that one. Okay. Yeah. He's saying the, like the, not the one in the movie, but you know, like they always do one with like
1: a real artist. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And so that was number one on the U S adult contemporary. And that there's, there is something about his voice. Like I will acknowledge that he has this strong kind of powerful. If you put a black man inside a white man's body, that's you. He'd sound like Michael Bolton.
1: He's got this super airy thing going on. It's like, it's like a, it's like a really airy weakness, but it's, but he nails it. I don't know. It's hard
0: to explain. It is like well, it's like you took a big black man and put him inside a white man, right? <laughs> That's what would come. Uh, the man inside me by Tobias. <laughs> <Finke. laughs> yes, yeah, to
1: say. So
0: <laughs> the video you were watching earlier. Or? I am a big guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but, but like, uh, yeah, I like even when I I. So every time I get ready for one of these episodes, I make like a playlist of whoever we're going to talk about. And I listen to all their music, like in the week leading up. So I was listening to a bunch of Michael Bolton and I was just like, there were times where I'm like, this is so inspirational. I'm like crying on this, wa- my morning walk, I'm there's a tear going down my cheek. Cause it's just <laughs> like, his voice is so strong and his lyrics are so inspirational. Like I get why housewives adore him.
1: Sure. Why he killed it. Right.
0: Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So anyway, like, and there's this woman named Paula Barbieri who okay. she was OJ Simpson's, um, la- the, his last girlfriend Okay. before he went to jail. And she just put out a biography and she tells a story of her love triangle between her OJ Simpson and Michael Bolton. Okay. So she was like, she was like a backup dancer on Michael Bolton's, for one of his music videos while she's dating O.J. Simpson but O.J. Simpson's like off and on between her and Nicole Brown. So she gets tired of being second fiddle to Nicole Brown. Right. So she uh decides she's fallen in love with Michael Bolton.
1: As one does.
0: As one does <laughs> when when you are on a, you know on the set of a music video with him and so she leaves a 30-minute voicemail uh breaking up with O.J. Simpson and says I'm leaving you for michael bolton oh and then that same night oj simpson did not kill nicole brown (laughs) and so i guess in her like i guess oj simpson and his lawyers or whatever say no we don't i i never heard the voicemail message i don't know what she's talking about um but she claims in her biography that she her autobiography she's like i i blame myself for that and and uh, I think I'm what triggered O.J. Simpson to go and kill me. <laughs> wow. It was my breakup and me leaving him for Michael Bolton. <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like this guy is just appearing everywhere. That's like now so he's, weird. Now he's tied to the Nicole Brown murder. That's like, so weird. <laughs> it's just like if if it had to be blamed on any guy, it would have to be. Michael Bolton. Of like, course what it's is, Michael Bolton. What is more 90s than the O.J. Simpson murder trial and Michael Bolton? <laughs> <laughs> right? Wow. So now he's even tied into that. He had uh, a baseball team or softball team that p- played a charity match against Michael Jordan. So it was Bolton's Bombers versus Jordan's Air Force. And it okay. was Michael Bolton and his band versus... Michael Jordan and, like, Magic Johnson and a bunch of other basketball players. Sounds like it would be a close game. And Michael Bolton won. What? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, The Bolton Bombers beat Jordan's Air Force of professional athletes.
1: Wait, this this is a baseball game?
0: Yeah, in 1993, they played a charity softball or baseball game. No way. Yes. But they couldn't have won. Like, they let them win. I don't know, because they won by a lot. Like, I think it was 7-1 was the score. (laughs) Like, it wasn't a close game for fun. But apparently Michael Bolton plays softball a lot, and this Paula Barbieri, O.J. Simpson's ex-girlfriend, would go watch Michael Bolton play softball. Like, I think he was on, like, a beer league team. But apparently he's quite competitive, and that was one of the things that she fell in love with him for was how much he loved softball and how competitive he was And how much of an athlete he was or I mean
1: he's got to be a hard worker you know Like he's obviously got some work ethic to get where he's at Sure yeah. so he puts his He puts his effort into his softball Why not Why And not? spanks Michael Jordan Okay
0: I'm into it <laughs> <laughs> Who
1: Who would have freaking thought man
0: yeah. Like he's just randomly starts appearing everywhere. And then all of a sudden Lonely Island recruits him to sing in the Jack Sparrow song. And I get wow. like, so I watched an interview with Michael Bolton on Strombo talking about this. And so I guess he, Michael Bolton sits down with the Lonely Island and he says, you know, my daughters are really excited. I'm going to be working with you. And Andy Samberg says, yeah, my mom's really excited too. <laughs>
1: Absolutely, though.
0: (laughs) For sure sure she is, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, But he said, like, the first draft, they gave him the first draft of the song, and he's like, guys, I sing at the Vatican. Like, you have to clean this up. So apparently, like, the first version was super, super dirty, but he's just like, guys, like, I'm not... Like I, I've got a reputation as this family yeah, right, friendly kind of, I can't do that. So they came back with the next, they cleaned it up a bunch and that's what they did for a, wow. A, yeah. But I think like that also speaks to him being a, a professional, right? He's just like, I have yeah. an image, I have an audience. I Knows have, what he's doing. I'm, I can't just, he said he, he thought it was funny. Like he had no problem with it. It was just that he's like, I can't do this to my target demographic. But for or, sure. Right. Right.
1: Yeah, because Michael Bolton fans, Andy Samberg's mom is going to listen to it.
0: Yeah, exactly. And the Pope exactly. is apparently going to gonna listen to it. going to listen to it. Yeah, but, yeah. And then. <laughs> He's on Pop Star, Never Stop, Never Stopping. <laughs> yes, that's right. Incredible. Th- and I heard all of this while I was listening to like, it's just listening to the top songs on of Michael Bolton on iTunes. Okay. And I'm just, so I'm surprised. And I was like, I was telling Ashley about this episode and I'm telling her all about Michael Bolton. She's like, is this just another thing that happened like 10 years ago that you're finally figuring out about? And I guess the, like the Jack Sparrow song was 2011. So. Wow. It's that old. Yeah, it's almost ten, almost ten years ago. Holy cow. So it is something that I'm a little slow catching up on, but man, I like I was so surprised. But that song for Incredible Thoughts for Popstar, and then they actually performed it at the Emmys. Like I know in Popstar they perform it at the Emmys, but then they actually did perform that song at the Emmys with Michael Bolton. Oh really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then I think they or they went and then they transitioned into Jack Sparrow. And a bunch of other songs, like a bunch of other Lonely Island songs. And nice a Nice little medley. Games. Like, it wasn't just Michael Bolton in it. It was a huge sure, okay. Lonely Island with all their guest stars kind of medley. But it, awesome. they started out with incredible thoughts. And that's just the, oh, that song is awesome. What if a garbage <laughs> man was actually smart? <laughs> and that's just a misconception we're tearing apart. <laughs> Even yeah. my mind blows my mind. <laughs> Uh, it's just
1: genius. That song is so Perfect.
0: And then uh, he was on John Oliver singing a, it was a love song to the IRS. Okay. But it was actually a parody of his song, How Am I Supposed to Live Without You? It just had the words changed. Right. And, uh, but I mean, like, that's just, that is how self-aware he is, is that he parodies his own song for late night talk show hosts. But he is just this like, this meme of being an overly desperate hopeless romantic white guy right (laughs) same thing with his honda commercials it's just michael bolton and uh he's he's singing like some ridiculous over the top kind of christmas song about making sure you're ready for winter and that you have a car that's equipped to drive in the snow so get a honda kind of thing sure just yeah
1: just being a hilarious like silly stupid
0: yeah wow did you see him on Two and a Half Men? No. So Ashton Kutcher is like proposing to his his wife or his his girlfriend or whatever. Yeah. And he's just like, he's planned this huge thing. They're out at dinner at a fancy restaurant and he says something and then a guy comes out with a guitar and plays romantic flamenco music. And then he says something else and he presses a button and... He's like, when I first met you, it was fireworks. And he presses this button and fireworks start going off outside the window. Uh And then he's like, you know what? When a man loves a woman. And then Michael Bolton's been sitting at the table behind him the whole time. And stands up and starts (laughs) (laughs) singing when a man loves a woman. And then Uh she's like, she's like, (laughs) like, I can't do this. And she runs away. And Michael Bolton keeps singing. And Ashton Kutcher's like, shut up, Bolton. (laughs) And then he goes back home and his mom's like, oh, what did she say? Oh, she rejected me. And Michael Bolton's still there with him. And he's like, come on, Michael, we're going to get her. And Michael Bolton's like, no, I'm not. He's like, I paid for you till 1 a.m. So you are coming with me. You're coming with me. <laughs> coming with me. <laughs> oh, But he is just, yeah, he is just this amazing, brilliant joke of a man. Wow. Who is like just incredibly self-aware. But I think it comes down to the fact that he knows... Like he knows who he is he knows yeah who his target audience is he's he's not in this business to like express himself or legitimize himself as some kind of artist or performer he's just like yeah I sing sappy music for white housewives sure and I'm gonna be this sappy guy who does that right I don't mind making fun of that because that's just what i do to make money like it's like accountants telling accountant jokes it's like lawyers telling lawyer jokes totally yeah he knows what's going on michael bolton tells michael bolton jokes huh Uh, right like it's not an insult if he if he had it his way he'd be some kind of rock and roll star opening for ozzy Osbourne. but he just decided he wanted to make money instead that's hilarious yeah
1: wow yeah he's um I, I think that's right, man. I I think I like that. That he's into it's just a job. It's his career. Yeah, you know, it's his job, and it's not a super. Because I can't see Kanye West doing that. No way. You know, Kanye West would rather like murder the entirety of the United States than uh, than make fun of
0: himself. Totally. Same thing with Nickelback. Like how hyper defensive oh, Chad yeah. Kroeger gets in interviews. Right. He does. It's like. It's like, you're like, welcome welcome to the show, Chad. Glad we could have... Nickelback does not suck. <laughs> just got to throw that
1: out there right. before this yeah. goes wherever. I don't yeah, know where it's so going. So but...
0: you're, you're on a world tour now. Look, there are 10 million people who bought our albums who think Nickelback does not suck, okay? It's like, hey, <laughs> hey buddy, uh... just want to know how your tour is going. So you're uh, married to Avril Levine, hey? <laughs> right, like,
1: yeah, but we're not look, bad. We're
0: divorced and look, <laughs> how, how much are you worth? How much are your shoes? <laughs> how much your shoes cost? Cause I am wearing snakeskin boots.
1: <laughs> I just saw a video of, of Kanye do, uh, so, doing some interview and he's in casually in the middle of a conversation of a sentence. He says, um, and it's an interview, like in front of a crowd, he says, yeah. And so when I run for president in 2024 and everyone laughs, yeah. And then he like, he stops and he like looks at the crowd. He's like, what are y'all laughing at and then they laugh again and he's not kidding he's he's like doesn't understand why they think that's funny totally like there is there is no self-awareness and no idea who he's talking to